Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of A Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Emily Myhouse and Olga Hayes, and we're going to be your hosts today. Since we launched our podcast in August of 2018, we have been approached by a lot of employees with requests to do a podcast episode on a very popular keto diet and on fasting, right? Both these diets or ways of eating have been gaining a lot of popularity recently in media and on internet, mostly due to claims of very rapid weight loss. Absolutely. You'll hear claims such as, you can lose weight quickly, you'll have boosted energy levels, your insulin resistance will be improved. Mental clarity. Mental clarity. So are these claims actually true? So that's that's the point of today's episode, is to go through the research to give you the facts. We are not going to take sides on either of the issues. We simply just want to give you the facts so that you can make a decision that's right for you. So this is going to be a two-part series or a two-part episode. So on the first part, on today's episode, we will focus on the keto diet. And then uh, the second part, we will focus on fasting. And so whichever is more of interest to you, you can just listen to today's episode or our next episode, or you can listen to it all together. We just hope it will be helpful to you. All right, let's get started. Let's get started. So... Keto diet. So what is a keto diet? A ketogenic diet. In layman's term, a ketogenic diet means eating very low, low carb, high fat, and normal amounts of protein. So to translate it into math, you will be eating about 60 to 75% of your diet from fats. You will be eating about 15 to 30% of your diet from protein and about 5 to 10% should be coming from carbohydrates, which is the key. Now, as Emily mentioned earlier on this podcast, this diet has been receiving a lot of attention lately in the media, but this diet is not new. Actually, doctors have been using keto diet to treat children with epilepsy for almost 100 years. But because of uh, the massive weight loss and how patients lose weight quickly, this has kind of translated into one of those mainstream diets that is currently very popular. Now, how does that work? Trying to be very simple here and not to get into a lot of science, but um, the way ketogenic diet works is that we usually, our brain and our bodies rely on carbohydrates as primary and preferred source of energy. Just to explain carbohydrates, this is our breads, this is our pasta, this is our um, rice, potato, all the sweets, you know, you got fruit. the fruit. Yes. Mm -hmm. So all of these is considered carbohydrates. So when we eat carbohydrates, the carbs get converted to glucose and then glucose basically fuels our brain and our body's main functions. Now, when we eat very few carbohydrates, as is supposed, as we supposed to do on a keto diet, then 
there is not enough glucose available for our brain and our body to rely on. And, inst- and so instead, our liver starts to break down the fat that we eat and the stored fat into fatty acids and something called ketone bodies. And then those ketones then get passed through the brain and our brain starts to use ketone bodies for energy instead of glucose that is not available to it anymore. That makes sense. So essentially you are in a way depriving your body of glucose. So its plan B is to use the fat that's stored up. Exactly. And that's basically the result is this aggressive weight loss that right. people experience on keto diet, especially in the first few days of the diet. So the shift that happens when we switch from burning or using glucose for energy and using fat for energy is called ketosis. And metabolic ketosis is basically the key to a successful keto diet, hence the term ketogenic diet. To get into ketosis, it takes between two to four days and reaching and maintaining ketosis can be very, very challenging. For somebody who is new to this way of eating, they can experience a lot of unpleasant effects, such as nausea, very low energy, some issues with digestion, um, headache, brain fog, and irritability. Those, those symptoms can go away as after a few days, once you get adapted to this way of eating, and they call it keto adaptation. So... And just to close the loop on the actual diet, uh, I wanted to to highlight some of the foods that are not allowed on this diet. So just one more time, whole grains, beans and legumes, starchy vegetables like yams, potatoes, high, car- har- car- high carbohydrate fruits such as apples, bananas, oranges, alcohol, obviously sugars, all the sweets, and low-fat dairy products are not allowed on that diet. So the diet basically promotes eating meats from various sources, lots of fats, avocados, oils, and non-starchy vegetables. Broccoli. Mm-hmm. Mm, what else is non-starchy vegetables? Broccoli, cauliflower. Mm-hmm. That would, would be good examples. And as I mentioned, so on a keto diet, you're allowed about 5 to 10% of carbohydrates a day, which translates into about 20 to 50 grams carbohydrates a day. And just to give you an idea what it looks like as a food, a large size potatoes is about potato, one large potato is about 25 grams. So that would be the only thing you can eat in a given day. Wow. In terms of really low carbohydrates. In terms of your carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So now I just wanted to kind of highlight some of the perceived benefits of a keto diet and then also some of the perceived drawbacks of the keto diet. Some of the benefits of this diet is, as I mentioned, it has been used for years to treat epilepsy, especially in children. And because of these neuroprotective effects that the keto diet has proven to show on treating epilepsy, um, the questions have been raised about the possible benefits for other brain disorders, such as Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, sleep disorders, autism, and even brain cancer. However, there are no, not enough human studies to support recommending these treatments using ketosis. 
The ketogenic diet has also shown to to improve blood sugar control for patients with type 2 diabetes and decreasing the the need for diabetes medication, at least for short term. So all of this great news, right? So, and some other perceived benefits reported by the keto diet enthusiasts include improved level of energy, uh, improved sleep, euphoria, cognitive boosts, improvement in anything from kidney function to cancer treatment. As for the downsides, one, one of the downsides, obviously, this is a very, very restrictive diet. People who are on this diet are limited as, as to how much carbohydrates they can eat. And just to give you a quick reminder, uh, only about five to 10% of your diet should come from car- carbohydrates, 25% protein, and 70% or more fat. So this is obviously very difficult for those of us who, who love carbohydrates. And another part is that this diet limits the, the fiber intake, which can lead to some digestive issues and constipation. Another kind of downside of this diet is that there's not enough well-established evidence to su- support its sustainability on a long-term basis. Another con of a keto diet is that is, or some research suggests that restricting carbohydrates and replacing them with animal-based protein can even lead to shorter lifespan. Bottom line is, again, it could be a ketogenic diet could be an interesting alternative to treat certain conditions and may accelerate weight loss, improve blood pressure in blood sugar. One big hurdle to the knowledge about the keto diet's long-term effect is the fact that we don't have enough studies done on humans. And all the studies that have been done, you know, besides the seizure studies have been done on mice. So we need to have a lot more clinical studies to to see if a ketosis state and a low carbohydrate diet can lead to all these wonderful benefits that people claim it does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was kind of the rundown on the keto diet. Well, thank you so much for all the interesting data. Olga, I think it's good to have the information in front of us to know what actually are the are the pros and what are the cons mm-hmm. so that we can all make a decision. That's true. And again, we are not advocating either way. We encourage you to certainly do your own research and consult your primary care physician if you do decide to to try this diet. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Thanks everyone for listening. Next week we are going to talk about fasting. Right. Another big ticket item that we hear often. So I'll be covering what fasting is all about, what the pros are, what's the, what are the cons, and just talking through what that would look like for you. That's right. Thanks again, everyone, and have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.